Like you mean it. Thank you, Jesus. In this same atmosphere, I want those of you that took seriously that simple commission last week to take the word of the Lord go in the anointing and the favor of God and to begin praying for the helpless. Psalm 41, the Lord blesses those who help the helpless. And, and if, you, if, you, if you were serious about that, let me see your hands. Uh, some of you actually went and prayed and God began, you know God began to do something. Where are you? Uh, we've got four or five of you. Thank God for each of you. Somebody back there, thank you. Um, can you give us to it in two sentences or less? <laughs> and that might be difficult for you, but, um, but uh, if, if you raise your hand, come down here right now, okay? Come to this podium right now. Clap your hands as they come, amen? Yeah, facing, the, facing our audience, your brothers and sisters. It's, an, it's kind of amazing when you just obey God. Uh, sometimes obedience has nothing to do with our feelings because sometimes we ain't feeling it but if you know God spoke to you and sometimes when you acknowledge that he, he, he did speak to you in you know, a great deal of joy and peace and even excitement but then when you go to do it <laughs> sometimes you ain't feeling it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So tell us what happened when you went to pray this past week. Well, okay. I prayed for my sister, Yolanda. She's dealing with bleeding. She's been bleeding for eight years um, from her in, um, uterus and her bladder she, and her liver as well. And they've been giving her bad report after bad report. And I prayed with her and I told her to continue to listen to um, hear what um, Minister C is telling her. And also um, Tiffany and Toya pray for her. And she um, realized she's also asked me to pray for her deliverance for um, her addictions that she's having problems with. We're gonna, keep, we're gonna keep tabs on that. And you stand, you know, by the way, when the Lord gives you somebody like that, what you wanna do is continue in a daily before God for them. And when you have the opportunity, don't even shy away laying your hands upon them and speaking that which the Lord has spoken. Amen? I went to pray for my sister. She's on dialysis uh, machine and she has a defibrillator in her heart already and she was really in a place of hopelessness and I knew she was the one I was supposed to go and pray for. I went and uh, gave her Psalms 41, prayed and believed God. I watched her countenance change. The Lord had me to have her to rededicate her life to the Lord. I did that. She said she received it. I talked to her this week and she's on the up and up. And the people said amen to that. Well, well one of you with the mic, would you get Psalms 41 in the New American Standard Version? And, and uh, it doesn't matter which one of you, get that in your phone or whatever. I want you to read it for me in just a moment. This was on behalf of a couple um, who had been experiencing health issues individually. Um, a couple. 
one of them had been losing weight and didn't know what was going on in her body and was afraid that uh, she was suffering from for both of them because that illness had interfered with their marriage. And um, so I prayed for both of them to look to the Lord and to look for the healing of both of their bodies in this marriage. They've been married for about 35 years and uh, God had promised them health. So I prayed for them. I love it, I love it. Isn't that awesome? Let's see what God does, yes. Um, mine was for my youngest daughter. Um, she did not make it to service, but she was watching it online, and I saw her responses every time um, things were happening throughout the service. And so when I left here, I went immediately to, to lay hands on her and to pray. And she's still working through it. But what happened was uh, one of the other parties that live in the home came in the room, and they stood because as I prayed. And... It, I, it changed the atmosphere in the house. And so I'm believing that the Lord is going to fully restore her as she comes to, to realize what her purpose is. Wow. Let's believe with her. Amen. I pray for my mother and my grandmother. They both are going through a uh, physical ailment as far as pain and also in the heart. And my mother fell from some steps a couple of weeks ago. I went to pray for her and ask the Lord to soften her heart as well. And I want to pray for my grandmother who has extreme arthritis and to confront about some words of hurt that I found out were not true through prayer. Amen. Amen. I pray for my sister who has been dealing with breathing problems. She has, she has oxygen all the time and walking and different uh, physical ailments. So I went and first of all, the enemy kept me three days from trying to get to her. And I finally put my foot down and just went. And I, I prayed for her and laid hands on her. And she looked up at me with tears in her eyes and said, thank you. I needed that. Amen to that. Amen. Let's see what the Lord does. You all with me? Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so mine was uh, one of my old friends. Um, she had a problem of blood. She's, she's been bleeding since April. And I was so geared up, but come to find out she's being quarantined right now. And so I, I was like, well, Lord, how do I still do your assignment? And I text her cause she really wasn't talking. And she was like, nobody's bringing me food and stuff like that. So the Lord put on my heart, I need you to go to her. And um, she stayed deep in Decatur. So um, like at nine o'clock at night, I got some stuff and I provided her, I, I got a card. So he told me to get a card. I, read the car. I wrote down some verses for her to put on her heart. So I'm expecting God to bring her here so she could totally walk her stuff through, walk it through. Relationships. In our relationship. Amen. We say amen. Uh-huh. Some of you out there sitting have the same situation. I'll get to you in a minute. Good morning. I went to pray for my youngest sister who has a diagnosis of cancer. And when I came in, she was really glad to see me. We talk, but we don't see each other a lot. And when I told her why I came, and she said, okay. And I um, pulled up the scriptures, and I literally read them to her. And her whole countenance changed. She said, I receive everything that God has for me. And I know that um, when we have the encounter with like 250 women, 
years ago. She was one of the ones who accepted Christ, but she's just kind of there now. But the Lord is drawing her back in. So now that um, I won't be in class next Sunday, I'm going to invite her to come to church with me. Amen. Dave. Amen. Um, I thought I was going to pray for a family member, um, but the Lord showed me that I was supposed to pray for my landlord. Yeah. And your landlord? Yes. Yeah, I know you're, yes. And um, so I went to pray a couple of weeks before then. My landlord asked me about praying uh, for her uh, concerning her heart. And at that time, the Lord did not allow me to do it. He told me to wait, and I didn't know why. And then Sunday, um, when you said what you said, um, I knew as I was leaving that that's what he wanted me to do. My landlord has her father there with her, and um, so he's been bedridden. And so that Sunday, uh, when I left here, I went and prayed for her, and then I asked her permission to pray for her father, uh, Milton. And so I ended up praying for both of them, and then I ended up praying for the sons as well, since they were there. Um, a couple of weeks before you did what you had did, the Lord had me pray for a visitor that came to my job that was dealing with a heart issue. Uh, he had a leaky valve, and um, he came, and it was just me and him at the counter. And so I got an opportunity. I said, well, can I pray with you? So I prayed with him. And so I hadn't seen him for a while. And then about a couple uh, weeks ago, he showed back up and he said they couldn't find anything. They couldn't find the leaky in his heart anymore. So um, who gets the glory? Who gets the glory? Thank you. Give them a hand as they take their seats. So. You have, you have Psalm 41 for us from verse, um, from verse 1 unto verse 3. Can we get her in the, in, the, in the mics out here? Thank you. Try it again. Blessed are those who have regard for the weak. The Lord delivers them in times of trouble. The Lord protects and preserves them. They are counted among the blessed in the land. He does not give them over to the desire of their foes. The Lord sustains them on their sickbed and restores them from their bed of illness. So what version are you reading, my love? NIV. NIV. What would you like? N-A-S-B. N-A-S? Yes. Sure, I can do. And it reads, blessed is one who considers the helpless. The Lord will save him on a day of trouble. The Lord will protect him and keep him alive. And he will be called blessed upon the earth and do not turn him over to the desire of his enemies. The Lord will sustain him upon his sickbed. In his illness, you restore him to health. Clap your hands and give the Lord praise, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I gave you that scripture last week because as the Lord spoke this to me, I want you to, to carry this, the word of the Lord, to those who are helpless. It can be translated poor. It can, it's also translated helpless. 
the, both meanings are accurate. In the NSAB, it chooses to use helpless because many times the poor are so because they are or they feel as if they're helpless. You get that? And so those who feel like they don't, there's no other way out, and you know them, and they live near you. There might be a relative, a worker, and when you pray for a worker, make sure it's not during the time you're supposed to be working. Clap your hands and say amen. Don't, 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 don't make your boss pray, pay for your healing ministry. Amen. Uh, are you there? Okay. If it's a relative, and I do want to emphasize that you make your way to them. Sometimes it's inconvenient. But when a person feels helpless and has that spirit of poverty on them, they need somebody to come from somewhere else to come through for them. So you make your way to them, carrying the simple word of the Lord. Put your hands on them and pray for them. Say amen, saints. Uh, let's continue to do this. Is that okay? Now, quickly turn to Psalms 107. Psalms 107. Let me show you something because some of you need this right now. This is an issue, this is an issue of instruction. Psalms 107. If you have it, say amen. Can, can we get it up? Thank you, working on it. Thank you, I appreciate it. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. The King James says his mercy is everlasting. Let the redeemed of the Lord do what, saints? Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the adversary. Now, I want to give you some instruction because some of you have forgotten the power of praise. One of the first messages God ever gave me was the power of praise. Actually, it was the sacrifice of thanksgiving. The sacrifice of thanksgiving. Are you there, saints? Some of you, I want you just to revive this in your life immediately. Watch and see what God does. After that exhortation, then the psalmist begins to describe the condition of Israel. Verse 4 talks about how they wandered in the desert. They, didn't find their, they did not find their way to inhabit a city. Verse 5 says they were hungry and thirsty, and their soul fainted within. Look at verse 6. Read it to me. Shout it out. What does it say? When? When they cried to God, what? In their trouble. And what happened? Out of their distresses. Then he led them by the straight way to go to an inhabited city. Verse 8. What does it say, saints? And? 
why. I want you to get this in your heart. When you are in that place of hunger and thirst, when you're in that place, you don't have, you need it, but you don't have it. When you become the helpless, this is your first duty and it is your sincere worship. When you begin to thank him in the middle of it, when you ain't feeling it, when it, it, it seems stupid to open your mouth and give him praise. I want you to see this. You'll see it even clearer in just a moment. While you're in the middle of it, while you, while you owe the money and can't pay it. Are you still there, saints? When you're in pain and can't get rid of it. I'm, I'm talking to you today. When your kids are running wild crazy and you can't stop it. What are you to do? I'm sorry? Let them give thanks to the Lord for what? His loving kindness and his wonders. Have you got that? All right, look down a little further. He said there were those who dwelt in darkness. They, were, they didn't know which way to go. They were even in the shadow of death. Some were in prison, some were miserable, some were in chains. And they were there because they rebelled against the Lord. Are you there? They spurned the counsel of the Most High. Therefore, he humbled their hearts with labor. They stumbled and there was nobody to help. Then, come on, what does it say? Verse 13, what does it say? When? Try it again. What did they do? When did they cry out to him? And what did he do? And he brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death. And he broke their bands. Clap your hands and give him praise. Amen. Oh, I'm sorry. You can't clap because you're reading. Okay, I got it. Okay, stop clapping. Look at verse 15. Here's the sacrifice. Are you there? What do they do? Let them do what? For his and for his and he goes on and he describes what God will do if you have the courage to realize where you are, what you're dealing with and begin right there aloud. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your holy name. Thank you for your deliverance. Thank you. Are you still there? I'm still there. Okay, this doesn't, this doesn't excite you. I'm sorry. God bless you. God keep you. God help you. Amen. You're still there. All right, check it out. Look at verse, um, look at verse 22. What does it say? Read it, please. Let them also offer what? Sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his works with joyful singing. Okay, here's the way it works. Sometimes, sometimes it, it, you will feel foolish when you do this. You'll feel like an idiot. You look in the mirror, you, are, you might feel like, well, I'm looking at an idiot. But I want to tell you, when you do this, watch your God rise up. I want to leave this with you this week because I want you to actually practice this. 
And don't just say it to yourself. Your ears need to hear your voice say it. When you're right in the midst of it, I want you to begin to thank him for his deliverance. Thank him for his provision. That is a sacrifice. A sacrifice is something you have to give up. A sacrifice is something that costs you. A sacrifice can be even painful. The Bible says that God offered Jesus up as a sacrifice for us. And, and God was well pleased. He was so pleased with that sacrifice that it spilled out salvation for everybody who believes. Are you still there, saints? Almost there. Almost there. Look at verse, look at verse um, 27. And they reeled and they staggered like drunk men. And they were at their wits end. <clears throat> What's being described here is there were those who were on sh in ships on the sea. I don't know if anybody's ever been seasick. Can I get a hand for anybody who's ever been seasick? I have been so seasick until there was nothing left, nothing else could come up. Anybody ever had the dry heaves? I, I, I know what that is. This is as a description from, from verse 23. Those who go down to the sea in ships who do business on great waters, they've seen the works of the Lord, his wonders deep, his wonders in the deep, for he spoke and, and he raised up a stormy wind which lifted up the waves of the sea. And those waves rose up to the heavens and they went down to the depths and their soul melted. I know what that is. They staggered like drunk men. You know, when you're really drunk, you throw up. If you're not shamed and you know what I'm talking about, raise your hand if you've ever had a, a throw up, a, a, thr a drunken throw up. Do you know how bad that is? And, but what does verse 28 say? What does it say? Then they cried to the Lord, where? In, and what did he do? He brought them out of their distresses. He's, he caused the storm. The storm won't cease until you start praising him. Tell your neighbor what I said. Some of you, the storm has lasted longer than what it's supposed to, but it won't cease because you are stubborn. You won't praise him. He caused a storm to be still so that the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad because they were, then they were glad because they went quiet. They were quiet. And he guided them to their desired haven. It's awesome, isn't it? Okay, look at verse, what does verse 38 say? 38, verse 38 says, also he blesses them and they what? I'm sorry, they do what? And he does not let their cattle decrease. I, I took the verse, I took it as mine. He also blessed them and they multiply. So check it out. If, if you can receive this faith in the building right now, we're gonna jump up and praise him because God is, is, is multiplying us greatly. Jump up on your feet and begin to give him praise. It doesn't matter how many people are not here, the people are coming. I praise you. I thank you. I glorify your name. 
I thank you. I praise you. I glorify your name. I thank you. I praise you. I glorify your name. suffering lack and you need more look at your neighbors if you need more praise him Just about there. The, the Bible says, when they were dismayed and bowed down through oppression and misery and sorrow, he pours contempt upon the princes. He makes them wander in pathless places, but he sets the needy secure on high, away from affliction, and makes his families like a flock. school this is eternal <laughs> I want you to understand because the people of God have been silent 
I want to speak to you. You have been silent in a time when you needed to open your mouth and you need to give him the glory and the praise while he just turns it around. And I'm sorry for some of you, you're not going to see the turnaround until God hears your praise. Thank you, Jesus. Listen. What's, what's really important is that you understand the principle. You have an opportunity this coming week when you step into the misery, step into the lack, step into the darkness, into the sickness. You're in it, you see it. For some of you feel it and you'll be given a choice you can say like those who <laughs> when you ask somebody you know do you believe that the Lord can heal yeah I believe he can heal you believe he'll heal you and this, this is the common statement if it's the Lord's will I'm asking you, where do you find the Lord's will? You find it in what he says. So when you find that, that's when you begin to praise him. And I really do mean that because I'm not, I'm not trying to make you act like your grandmama. And, and by the way, by the way, Bert, one reason why brothers have trouble with this, because brothers don't want to act like a woman. They don't. You see what I'm saying? You know. No. The brothers are saying, "No, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that." So I ain't doing that. I know. <laughs> if you get that, you go with it. But I'm trying to tell you right now, it's, it's, not, it's not whether or not you buck like a chicken, but one thing is going to be clear, what, what's coming out of your mouth? What are you saying? This week, this week you'll have an opportunity to walk in this principle. And when you see it, when the bad news comes, don't start moaning and groaning. When you experience the negative, what do you do? What you need to do is get that sacrifice ready. What you need to do Hebrews said, straighten up the feeble knees. Lift up the hands and hang down. Open up your mouth and begin to bless him and praise him. What he said, he will do. He will fulfill every word he promised. 
Because you're in pain. Listen to me this week. Everybody face me and get this in your heart so we can go home. When it comes, the Holy Spirit will remind you. I promise you. He will remind you. What did he say? He'll say something like, what did he say? Oh, Lord. And it will be like, take every, some of you, it'll take like everything you got to say, thank you, Jesus. Because it's hard to say thank you to somebody you're, you're mad at because you think he's the cause of your problem. How are you going to say thank you to somebody you think caused the problem? God didn't cause your problem. Look at your name. Say, God didn't cause your problem. Oh, he's letting you go through it, but he didn't cause it. He know about it. He know what it does to you when you face it. But what you want to do is, is you, you got to learn what God is doing. He's got you in the test. Why don't you pass the test so he can give you his best? Why don't you pass the test so God can do everything for you that he promised? He already told you, I'm going to make my name great through you. How is he going to make his name great if you never go through nothing? Take the hand of somebody standing next to you. Take the hand of somebody standing next to you. My wife said it earlier. God didn't intend for you to go through your trouble by yourself. And I do understand. By the way, those of you that have been through deep sorrow, I, I get it. When you're in deep sorrow, either because of loss or in pain, because particularly when you have relational pain, that's some serious pain. And, or when, you, when, you're reckoned, when, you have, when you're working through a sickness and you come through that spell where it's just, you just don't know what to do. And, and you're, you're down in it. I'm, I'm saying to you, I get it. God knows my wife and I have been there. When you are there, the Holy Spirit, I promise you in the midst of it, I don't care how dark, dismal, negative the torrent is, in the midst of it, the Lord will give a little bit of light. The Holy Spirit will nudge you. It, it, it kind of sounds like this. Can you praise me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you've heard that word before, raise your hand. If you've heard that, can you praise me now? 
Now lift those hands clasped together. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, would you guard your word? Would you cause your word to come alive in the heart of your people? Let Jesus be glorified in the midst of this because of their obedience. I praise you for the powerful testimonies of what you have done, the release of your power, the manifestation of your kingdom that comes forth because of our praise in the midst of our pain. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. I, I give you the praise. I give you the thanks. I give you the glory. In the name of Jesus, let it be so. Now, loose that hand. Begin to clap those hands. And let's give a mighty shout to God. Come on.